Welcome to the GlobalTQM.com podcast, where we teach e-commerce business owners how to source the best products from China, negotiate with Chinese manufacturers, navigate Chinese business culture, and grow your business to seven figures and beyond. David Hoffman is the founder and CEO of GlobalTQM.com, your team on the ground in China. With over 25 years of experience doing business in China, David and his team at GlobalTQM.com have the know-how and experience to overcome any challenge you'll face sourcing and manufacturing in China. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode. And today I'm going to be talking a little bit about Amazon, in particular Amazon Australia, and the differences between Seller Central and Vendor Central. And you know some recent events that I've encountered that I want to share with you and hopefully you can get some great takeaways from that. And I'm here with my co-host, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Hey, David. How are you doing today? Good, good. How are you doing? It's good to catch up again. Uh, anxious to uh, hear the, just the differences in Amazon, you know, in the different regions of the world where they operate. I mean, just see if there's consistencies or, or real differences in, in how they're operating. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's global and there are a lot of consistencies. And and the one specifically, because it's quite an interesting story, what, what's just happened recently, and I had a big debate with somebody over it, so I thought I'd share it today. And that is, should they be using Vendor Central or Seller Central? Do you know the difference in between those, Kevin, or should I explain it? I don't. You know what? I was going to ask okay. you that. So, yeah, unpack that for us a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so... so for those of you who don't know, Vendor Central and Seller Central work differently. Um, seller Central means you're selling your products on the platform and the marketplace. And you're kind of managing your own store on Amazon, right? You're responsible for everything, the product listings, the advertising, the sales, the customer service, the inventory, etc., etc. The way Vendor Central works, Vendor Central works really like um, as Amazon's the retailer and you're the supplier. So you're selling to Amazon, they're buying the product from you, and then they're selling the product, um, and then they're selling the product. So they kind of commit to what they buy, and then they sell it at a margin. So it's, it's really a completely different concept. And I just felt it's probably worth touching on this a little bit because of Amazon's launch in Australia. But I think the principles apply anyway because so, you know the debate came up about should we be on vendor central or should we be on seller central with some of our brands in consumer electronics and while obviously it's very attractive i think the attraction of vendor central is that they're buying the stock and they're also proactively trying to sell it so there's a commitment it's like supplying a retailer but one thing that caught that kind of got me a little bit cautious and concerned about and by the way, if anybody's got thoughts on this, you know, please comment and send your comments in. I'd, lo- I'd love to hear it. Um, is Amazon has had a bit of a bad reputation in the past, um, particularly in the US, of kind of starting companies off or, or suppliers off on a vendor central model, um, especially when they're trying to start a category or start a new market. And, you know, people jump in and get excited and then, you know, they put their kind of whole heart and soul into the business. And then over time, you know, Amazon with all the analytics, see what works, what doesn't work, what's doing well, what's not doing well, what the ratings are on the product. And they start dropping suppliers off like a literally like hotcakes, like a ton of bricks. And 
that's kind of what puts me off set off um, vendor central um, because you can build this whole business and reliance and dependence on them and then they just for no random reason other than data just cut you and you don't really necessarily always have people to talk to you know to help make to, to, to try again it's very much a data-driven business when you when you sign on as a as an Amazon vendor, is there a certain period of time that Amazon says we guarantee we will buy from you for twelve months, or is I mean, is that built into the contract, or could they just stop tomorrow? They can stop tomorrow. I, I think each purchase order is done. There's always the intention to do more, but you know each purchase order is a commitment. So you're as good as your last purchase order, so to speak. What a risk though, so, to, to ramp up and, and Amazon just say, uh, well, you know, we'll, we'll buy from you one time, but you've ramped up production and yes. all of a sudden your, your buyer's gone. It, it is a real risk. Um, but there is an advantage if they're buying the stock, right? Because obviously most people have to carry the inventory themselves. Right. So, you know, they, of course, that's where Seller Central comes in, right? Is it better to be on Seller Central and kind of manage it yourself and you know, as long as you're getting good reviews and your products are selling well and you're not violating any of the Amazon policies, you've kind of got your own business. So it's like a real kind of debate going on Seller Central versus um, Vendor Central. And, uh, you know, I know that, um, you know, I, I've had guys with multi-million dollar Amazon businesses that have been on Seller Central and Amazon have approached them very aggressively to move to vendor central because they want to kind of get a bigger piece of the pie and almost to a point where there's been bully tactics of, sure. um, of, you know, of strategies to, to try and force them into a vendor central situation rather than a seller central situation. Um, fortunately they haven't been successful at that all the time because the sellers tend to push their price up then and then Amazon make less margin. So it, it kind of falls away. So it's kind of, the question, I guess, is is what is the right approach? Do you go vendor central or do you go seller central? So what's the what's the difference? I mean, kind of average difference between like the margins between these two. So if you're doing everything yourself, I mean, are you, is it a 70-30 split, 70 to you, 30 to Amazon? And if you go the vendor, is it like 50-50? What's the, or do they just buy your stock yeah. at a discount? Well, they buy, well, they buy your stock at a discount. Right. And remember that, they're going to, they want to pay less and they're going to sell it for more. So sure. it's probably not a great idea for you, but there's less inventory risk with seller central. You pay your flat Amazon fee, which uh, I mean, it ranges, but I mean, roughly 15%. So, you know, they Amazon take their fee and then, you know, whatever you are selling it at, you know, you can manage and control all of that. So I kind of feel like my take on it is, um, and, and this is what we've done with one of our brands and with one of our brands is there was value for us in starting on a vendor central relationship um, specifically because Amazon wanted to launch a product category and they promised us a whole lot of special listing details of our own little mini store with extra banners. They promised us certain rankings and things like that and visibility on Amazon, which in terms of marketing dollars is like unbelievable and irreplaceable. So, you know, we saw the value in that and we started with the vendor central, but what I, what I did say to, you know, our colleagues here in Australia, I said, 
start with the vendor central, but be ready and expect to move to seller central as quickly as possible so that you don't, don't build your whole expectation around vendor central, just kind of launch with vendor central. If you have that opportunity and try and leverage the benefits it comes with, and then as quickly as possible, move to seller central and make sure on the seller central, you're actually using um, your brand, right? Because, you know, if you're not building your brand, it's very difficult to justify, um, you know, you know, spending all that time and energy and effort. It's, it's kind of your only source of protection is having your own brand and your own trademark that people identify with. Then it doesn't matter what the selling channel is. So you mentioned that Amazon kind of controls the, like the purchase orders and they can turn it on, turn that, that, yeah. kind of that faucet on and off at, at will. But is it, if, if you start with vendor central and you're, you're successful and you want to, you want to change to the seller central to me, that would be to Amazon's detriment. And would they, you also experience some bully tactics even then when they say, no, we're going to make it difficult for you to switch or what have you experienced? Yeah. I haven't actually experienced that yet. It's always been smooth. We've only done it twice. So I don't know the answer to that. And if anybody listening does, again, I'd love to hear the feedback and get more insight into this. Um, but generally speaking, it's been okay switching between vendor and seller central. Um, and I, I, I just think, I just believe your recipe to success is building your own brand and being the master of your own destiny. And that's why I think seller central versus vendor central is probably in the long run the best way to go. And of course, definitely with brand registry, you don't want to be in a space where you're not using brand registry, where you're protected on your trademark on the platform. Otherwise, you just have nothing unique to differentiate about. And there is protection in that too, even long term, even, even if you would change to another platform, another selling platform like Etsy or Spotify or whatever that is, that you ha would have that brand recognition it, or even exactly. on your own site. And, you know. Exactly. And, and that's the key. And especially with Amazon, because with Amazon, you don't get access to the customers or the clients. So you don't actually get to build your mailing list. And, but if you have, if you've got your brand and people like it and are interested in it, they will find you online and, you know, hopefully, you know, opt into something you have to offer and start a direct relationship with you. Um, and, and that's why brands are just so critical and so important. And it's important not to kind of get roped into Amazon's per personal growth strategy, right? In terms of our oh, special deals and vendor central, if you do this, if you do that and, and get caught up in that because, their goal is to aggressively grow their market share in these spaces. And they use the brands to do that. Um, and they use companies to do that. Whereas your goal is to build a brand and build your client list. Right. Right. So sometimes they're not aligned. I mean, you mentioned just a minute ago about, you know, the, maybe the strategy is we can start vendor central and then shift to seller central. Can you just yes. kind of outline real quickly maybe the steps in doing that? Or, you know, you said you've done it a couple of times. Are there specific steps you have to take? You have to kind of ramp up to make that, that change? Or is it just flip the switch overnight? Well, you know, you don't do it overnight. You've got to do it gradually because you need to firstly clear out of the inventory that Amazon have committed to and that are selling. And, you know, once that's cleared out and want to raise a new purchase order, you know, that's when you kind of want to have a conversation with them saying, look, we're looking to move to Seller Central. 
Um, we can't get enough inventory. We don't want to burden you with that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily position it, you know, position it in a way that you're not happy with with vendors central if that makes sense absolutely yeah that that's uh yeah it's it's you know it's i can i can imagine you frame it amazon hey look i want this to be a win-win for us you know this exactly. is to your benefit for, to allow me to do this so exactly exactly but i mean there is a big argument to be had the fact that they're buying and committing to the stock so I think it does need to be assessed on your individual situation and how much stock you carry and sometimes it is a good idea they're willing to commit to it and get started, you know, take advantage of it. But I do think the long-term play does need to be um, seller, um, seller central. Thank you for listening to the global TQM.com podcast. So you don't miss a single episode. Remember to subscribe to our show on iTunes. We'd also be very grateful if you'd leave us an honest rating and review. And don't forget to download your free gift, our ebook on China sourcing for startups at global TQM.com slash gift. Thank you.